Welcome to Building Teams with Teams & Co, where we explore how leaders can empower their teams, achieve ambitious strategies, and deliver an exceptional customer experience. Views expressed by guests are their own and may not reflect the views of Teams & Co. Mention of particular products or services and participation of a guest does not imply an endorsement by Teams & Co. The information provided is for educational and entertainment purposes and should not be taken as professional advice. Welcome to Building Teams with Teams & Co. I'm Tracy Eames and I'm here today with Troy Johnson, the founder and visionary of YM4C. YM4C aims to inspire positive change in the youth of today, helping to make tomorrow a better place. We'll obviously include the information for their website so you can check them out, but welcome Troy. What's going on Tracy? How are you feeling today? Doing well. How are you? Well, you know, if I felt any better, I'd have a twin. I don't know if the world can handle two of me. Well, well, we're happy to have at least one of you today here on the show. So we'll uh, we'll take it and um, we'll enjoy your company for the for the next half hour or so. So thanks for being with us. Absolutely, glad to be here. So Troy and I, um, we don't go way back, but I actually heard a presentation um, that Troy gave um, and was really interested in it in terms of his organization and how they help the youth of today build skills for tomorrow. Um, so we wanted to kind of jump into some of the ways that Troy helps build teams within his organization, but also kind of understanding his mission. So Troy, maybe you could just give us a little bit of background on how you got started, what the mission of your organization is, and uh, we'll go from there. Absolutely. So thank you for that, Tracy. So again, Troy Jermaine Johnson, founder and visionary of YM4C, which stands for Young Men for Christ. Uh, we educate, empower, and inspire young people from the age of 8 to 18 through programs that promote life skills, character-based education, and physical activity. Uh, our mission is to build strong, positive relationships, positive attitudes, and personal development in our youth through practical teachings and social entrepreneurship. Uh, we started back in June of 2017, uh, classroom-style teachings, very big on vulnerability and trust. Uh, I'll be honest with you, Tracy, that hasn't always been a strong point for me as a male. Uh, and of course, having being the father through blood of three children, and of course, almost 40 children through purpose. Uh, but we found a unique and organic uh, classroom-style teaching using evidence-based material uh, where we can offer positive, vulnerable, and, and a, a creative space to allow our children to talk about the challenges that they deal with on a daily basis. And, and honestly, Tracy, we know that that was always needed, but now more than ever. So uh, from that simple formula of positive, popular conversation, team building activities, and uh, fellowship over a meal, uh, we developed YM4C in a classroom style teaching. From there, we wanted to take it a step further. Uh, and we take those same those same jewels, if you may, those those nuggets of wisdom that we're able to share with the children. Uh, and it is fair exchange. We learn from them just as much as they learn from us uh, and take that into the barbershop in our Man Up Barbershop talk where uh, we developed a relationship with 30 different barbershops over the RDU area. And each month we would incorporate that same formula of positive, popular conversation, team building activities and fellowship over a meal just in a more comfortable setting. We talk about anything at the barbershop, but we didn't stop there, though, Tracy. Uh, we intentionally incorporated a relationship with every law enforcement unit in the RDU area, Wake County Sheriff's Department, social services and foster care, and even concerned parents that just wanted to know what was going on in the conversation uh, at the barbershop. Using that as an opportunity to bridge the gaps to, in law enforcement and even the community. Uh, and, and let's be honest, Tracy, the last part 
of the word community is unity and, and really taking that vision and taking that uh, drive to do more uh, and be a bridge builder. So from there, we took those same concepts and started using the sport of basketball uh, through our first physical activity endeavor, partnering with the YMCA, Wake County Public School System, the Raleigh Firebirds, which is a professional basketball team here in Raleigh, uh, as well as community centers and other churches. Uh, partnering with trainers, basketball trainers, and, and player development coaches to do uh, strength and conditioning drills for full court basketball, as well as single court drills, uh, incorporating law enforcement, as well as community leaders, and really encouraging dads to bring their sons to offer that as another opportunity to, to bridge the gaps uh, and develop another positive layer in, in, in family development. So those three, are, those are our three main programs that we started with. Uh, obviously, transitioning in COVID now, we're serving in a, a virtual world uh, and really has extended our reach to be able to go across state lines and really touch the social emotional learning of our children. Troy, that was that was amazing. And I think the the breadth of your services are really impressive. And I think what we would like to talk about, you know, I, I know we spoke about we're going to dive into team building specifically because that's obviously what we do a lot of at Teams & Co. But one of the things that our listeners as business owners or business leaders struggle with a lot is, is how do you continue to understand what services will be valuable to your quote unquote customer? So uh, you probably don't think about the youth that you serve as customers, particularly, obviously there's a different relationship there, but it sounds like you and your organization have continued to build out your offering. You've continued to kind of build relationships with different organizations. How do you go through the process of understanding what would be valuable and, and who you should reach out to next? What, if you could maybe just tell us a little bit about what that looks like for you and, and the other folks in your in your team. Absolutely. I think that's a great question. And Tracy, you said the magic word, and that's relationships. Right? People don't care how much you know do they know how much you care. Um, the first layer of, of, of building a team, the first layer of building uh, anything that will comprise a number of people that are believing in one mission is trust. And with the young people that we serve, building the trust, not just with them, but the family dynamic. And then that allows us now to ask those quote unquote difficult questions or to, to, to potentially layer the relationship with being able to bring resources in that are really individualized to that particular family. Uh, but it really all comes down to trust. And that takes time and familiarity. And when we're able to layer all of those things that consist of the consistency, that familiarity, and at the end of the day, being genuine, right? You know, being your authentic self. Um, so th that is really, feedback is a gift, Tracy. It is a gift that keeps on giving. Uh, I learned that in my earlier years of going door to door with sales, which has helped equip me today to do what we do as far as serving the community more effectively. And trust, consistency, authenticity equals genuine feedback. And, and we're able to get that uh, and, and put all of those components together uh, that allows you to say, okay, what worked well and what didn't? And you know you're getting it from a genuine space and it's consistent. So uh, those are the things I would say that really has helped us get us to a point where we can offer things that are effective and uh, needed and will be supported. That's great. I think that the the idea of consistency is one we speak about a lot as well, which is, you know, if you're a leader and and you only ask somebody about their goals once a year, it starts to feel like you don't care, right? Your team feels that's really disingenuous. It's just part of a process. It's not, you're not asking me because you want to help me get better. You're asking me because it's a check mark you're supposed to do every December. And so it sounds like you guys are really going above and beyond to, to build that feedback loop and have that conversation be an ongoing dialogue. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Very important. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about how, you know, the youth that you work with and kind of serve and are a part of your community respond to this. I mean, I think a lot of the skills that you're mentioning and a lot of the, you know, the ideas that you're you're working with them on are so important in, you know, not only generally in life, but also in the workplace. Obviously, even as adults, sometimes it's hard to receive feedback and we have to be open to that. So, you know, what do you kind of hear back from the from the kids that you're working with and, and how do you continuously build that process so the feedback feels like it's constructive and it's coming from a good place and um, help them continue to build their ability to give and receive feedback? Uh, one of the models that we say, because remember, this conversation is all about team and that's what we're building. We're building future leaders. We're building future team members. We're, we're building future entrepreneurs. We're building at the end of the day, critical thinkers. And I truly believe, Tracy, that's what the world is missing. Our greatest desire is to be able to offer a child self-awareness. I believe, uh, Tracy, that that's the greatest gift there is. Once you're able to be comfortable in your own skin, where you can recognize the things that you do well, but you don't neglect the things that you're challenged by. Words matter, Tracy. So I have no weaknesses, but I have many of challenges. Sometimes those things have to be refined daily. And I think that's the our approach towards mentorship and our approach towards building these future leaders uh, starts there. Understanding conflict resolution, self, self-awareness, the importance of empathy, compassion, goal setting, emotional intelligence, positive relationship buildings and healthy choices, uh, and even stress management. Because remember, Tracy, I know I'm kind of dating myself on this one. You know, as, as a child, we didn't have access to so much information. We didn't have Siri, Alexa, Google Home. Uh, where we can talk into something really in, in the atmosphere and it responds to us. So um, we talk about an informational highway and it's important for us to nav- to help our children navigate towards that because know everything that are on these tools aren't true. Uh, but I, I truly believe that it starts there being able to identify, uh, I call it the four S's, their strengths, their struggles, their supports, and their sparks. And though that's the foundation by which we build the relationship with our children and figuring out how they tick. And once we're able to figure those things out, um, regardless of the conversation uh, or what it is we're looking to, to do as far as our evidence-based curriculum, uh, we're able to identify and uh, relate with that individual child. So I believe that's where it starts when it, when it comes to building confident and self-aware and strong, mentally strong children is, is helping them to use our lived experience, <laughs> right, wrong, indifferent, good, bad, ugly, uh, to be able to relate to where they're at and then give them, equip them with skills to not just cope, uh, not to just survive, but to also thrive. Now, Troy, I think, that's, I think that's great. I'd love to hear more about your 4S model. I think that sounds really interesting in terms of how to break down. And, and I think there's something really special about that in terms of you mentioning getting to know the youth that you're working with. And I think the same thing holds true for you know leaders, getting to know their team members, getting to know their communication style, taking that time to really understand what success looks like for them and how they can mentor them and how they can get better. So I think you mentioned the idea of words of, you know, your challenges versus weaknesses. And I think that's great language. And and we always say that the biggest role of a leader is to help your team. You may have individual work you need to do, but your biggest responsibility now is empowering your team and helping your team get through. So how do how do you kind of talk through that with your team? And, and maybe you can talk a little bit about how you work with your team on, on coaching and mentoring and, and your approach to that. Absolutely. 
when I was in sales, Tracy, prior to me now walking on purpose, on purpose, you know, I've done a many of things that actually have equipped me to do what we're doing now as far as running a enrichment nonprofit program for youth. I'm sure you've heard this 50 million times as well as our, our listeners, but TEAM stands for Together Each Achieves More. We've kind of developed that mindset and, and taking a few words from past leaders, and we say a fist, not a finger. Obviously, when we talk about that fist, uh, I'm the disposable thumb, sometimes short and little stubby, but that allows you that grip. But you need your flanges. You need everybody plays a, a role. Everybody plays a piece of this. I think earlier you talked about the analogy of sports. I love that analogy as well as, as a sports fan as well. But with that being said, we have to recognize everyone's individual strengths. And the 4S model allows you to add a layer, if you may, Tracy, to your first step of self-awareness, identifying the things that you do well and living in that space, but also acknowledging the things that are a challenge. We mold that in, in basically two ways, by surrounding yourself with people that that's their strength, so you can learn from each other, or finding a mentor you know, that can help guide you through that. What I love about our approach and the way we identify that is we have a leadership team of seven strong males that come from all eclectic backgrounds. Uh, and now it allows us to marry and match uh, the 4S interview tool, just to, to kind of give you the overview of that. It's basically three questions in each category. You know, your sparks are the things that you do well. The sparks are the things that uh, you can get lost in doing. And before you know it, hours have passed. You know, it's, it's the things that you're most interested in learning more about. So it doesn't have to stop at just what the formal education says outside of that. What are some of the other things that you, that you want to learn more about? And it doesn't have to do with anything that you're doing normally. It could be a hobby. It could be a passion. It could be something that's internal, you know, from, from the arts of singing or, or drawing and things of that nature. And then what is it that you're currently doing now that you are engaging in that you want to get better at as far as the subject matter is concerned? Uh, so those are your sparks. That is a layer that we uh, uh, can build relationship with, uh, whether it's a marital relationship, a romantic relationship, business relationship, a leadership or a team relationship, even from a hiring perspective, you can start to learn more about a person and what really drives them uh, and then now use that as an opportunity to build, strengthen, and define what you, your team is. So uh, the second part is your strengths. One of the things, even as an adult, and, and learning to, to give this gift to a child is, is definitely just that a gift, is to celebrate the things that you do well. Like, what are you dope at? What are you awesome at? What, what are the things that you know that, oh, I got that. What are your I got that moments and identifying those things? And oftentimes people don't want to, to talk about the best parts of themselves. My grandmother said, Tracy, a poor frog can't praise his own pond. If anybody should be able to talk positively about you, it's you. Uh, because if you don't believe in you, why should anybody else? So the, I'm not saying that that always comes naturally, but, but getting in a place where you can celebrate your own progress will allow a team to be strengthened. Approaching things from a sense of, of, of winning and victory, uh, not defeat. Uh, so I, I think Henry Ford said it the best, and I'm sure it was said 50 other million times. <laughs> but whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. So the, identifying that, you know, what, what are you good at doing? What are any values or rules that you try to live by? And how do you think that's important to your life? Those are your strengths. And then your struggles like this. I say self-assessment is the hardest test that we'll ever take, Tracy. 
because you can lie to everybody else, but it, it has to come to a place where you're able to be honest with yourself. And again, we don't have weaknesses, but we do have challenges. We sometimes even have struggles. Uh, so in those, what are some things that you worry about or you're afraid of? Let's face that. Let's talk about it. Because oftentimes fear, we know the acronym for that, false evidence appearing real. It may be the very thing that you just need to talk through it. And, and we all get through that. What are some places that you don't like to go or people that you don't like to be around? And that doesn't make those places, those, those people bad, but everything's not for everybody. All right. So identifying that your core, I've once heard Tracy that you're the sum total of the six people that you hang around the most. So identifying those things that you do and don't like, I had to develop, and we were talking about this uh, on, on our podcast the other day. Sometimes, Tracy, no is a complete sentence. Straight like that. No. Period. You know, and we've heard this saying before, too, Tracy. You know, I, I don't know the definition of success, but uh, I know pleasing people, that ain't it. Right. Um, so being able to identify those things, man. Uh, is there anything that you wish that you could change about yourself? That's a deep one. Uh, that's self-reflection and self-awareness 2.0 identifying the things that, okay, I can do this better, or maybe if I position this, and, and, and just being honest with yourself. And then last but not least, your supports. You know, who are the people that matter the most to you? I believe that the pandemic hasn't taught us anything else that we should be able to reflect on that. Who can you talk to when you have a problem? Are there programs you participate already in? Where is your support coming from? How can you find solitude, advice, uh, uh, encouragement? inspiration and identifying who those people are. So those are the 12 questions that embody the 4S interview tool. Uh, and this is evidence-based material that we use to forge stronger relationships with our children that we mentor, but it can be used on any level. I'd imagine it also has great value with the, the youth themselves working with each other. So when I was growing up, one of the things I found most valuable about being a part of a team, and you know, I, from as far as I can remember back, I was always part of a sports team. And having those people who are your same age and maybe even a little bit older than you, who you can look up to, to help you with something, right? So if you say, hey, I struggle with this skill, can you help me learn that skill is so valuable, right? You learn through a team and through a sports team, you often learn a lot of those pieces to the puzzle. And, and I imagine this framework, at least it gives them a common language to speak, right? They're all kind of talking about their four S's. So I, I imagine that helps them maybe broach conversations that as a teenager, you wouldn't necessarily bring up with your friends, but this gives them that, that framework to kind of open the door. Is that, is that a fair assessment or... Absolutely. Uh, remember, self-awareness is the greatest gift and vulnerability and trust sometimes are learned by encouraging each other. I look at my household and it works the same way with the, the children that we mentor. I have a 14-year-old and a six-year-old. Well, of course, a six-year-old is trying to do everything the 14-year-old is doing. Peer-to-peer -peer mentoring, uh, is, it, it adds another sense and another layer because it's one thing to hear it from Mr. Troy or some of the older mentors. Uh, and, and, and older males that we have on our leadership team, but when now you can, that same form of service, the, that same, remember, knowledge is the only thing that can't be taken away from you. Once it's yours, it's yours. Now, its value will be determined on how you use it, because grandma said, when you know better, you do better. But sometimes we can know and not do. Uh, honestly, Tracy, I, I uh, no, no qualms against anyone, but I know some old gummies, right? So it just because you get older and age doesn't breed maturity, oftentimes that comes through learned experience and the willingness to say, you know, hey, 
I didn't just make a, a, a mistake. I made a bad choice in, in identifying those things that you do well. That's why self-awareness is so important. Uh, but yes, when it, when it comes to uh, not just the 4S interview tool, but just the culture of what we do, uh, we always tell the boys that everything we need is right here. You know, we are our own support system. We're not each other's enemies. We're not here to fight each other. We're a brotherhood. Together, each achieves more. So once we identify more about ourselves, certain things that at one time were potentially maybe a barrier or something that uh, made you feel less than, you've, you've kind of chewed that out, you've identified it, you've talked about it, you've created a, some smart goals about it and have overcome that, it creates a sense of confidence uh, in not just yourself, uh, but now wanting to share that. And I think that's the, the ultimate goal when it comes to pouring into the children and planting those seeds is to eventually get them to a place where they see service and random acts of kindness as something positive, as as, yeah. as a superpower. We, we call a young men's kings. Uh, all of them are young kings and king stands for kind, intelligent, noble, go-getter. And it's important that once they begin to believe that, they start to pour those same things out. I think the the community that you're building with the the young kings, as you call them, and, you know, it sounds very much like a team. And, and one of the things I suspect is, you know, when they're succeeding on their individual goals, they're also celebrating that as a team, right? They're they're saying, hey, you know what? I, I saw the work that you put into that. That was awesome. Well done. And it kind of fuels them all to reach their own goals because it becomes kind of a like in like in the workplace or any other team, it becomes a kind of a friendly competition to be like, oh, that person did that. I can do that, too. Right. And it, it fuels that that fire amongst the entire group. Indeed. I've always been told to celebrate progress, Tracy. So I try to we try to instill that in our young people, man. Don't don't neglect, overlook the things that you do well, uh, regardless of how big or small. And let's build on that. Once we've identified those things, let's build on that and let's continue to move forward. Uh, and setting those smart goals. So yes, very much so a brotherhood, very much so uh, competitive. Uh, all of them have that, <laughs> that, that uh, spirit of competition indeed. So we use that to our advantage. I hear that. I have a couple of teenage nephews, so I, I know competitive. Uh, <laughs> and I will, I will, I am very guilty as charged uh, to be probably one of the most competitive people uh, in my circle of friends. So I often, I often get made fun of because I can make anything into a, a friendly competition. <laughs> so Troy, I think, you know, it sounds like you, you've done a great job. You've had lots of programs. It, it sounds like you've also done a really fantastic job of incorporating sports and kind of formalized team activities within to the group. So like what, what role do you see the, the team sports and the team activities playing in the overall program? Yeah, great question. You know, um, I've always surrounded myself around sports and sports just brings people together. It just does, you know, when it, it's beauty about it is because it, it promotes physical activity. So it, it does so many things outside of bringing people together, offering discipline, teamwork, uh, also fighting childhood obesity. It's so many dynamics. And, you know, we've been able to use basketball. We've been able to use wrestling. And currently now we're using golf. We've always dared to be different as an organization. And the reason why we gravitated towards wrestling outside of that being a resource that was available to us, uh, as well as using the sport of golf, is because it now opens up the opportunity for our children to dare to be different and try new things, uh, to not feel as if they're excluded and be confident with regardless of what room uh, or, or, or that they go into. And once we can develop that layer through exposure and opportunity, we truly believe that helps to build a strong, confident self-aware young person. And as far as building sports and team are concerned, they just kind of go hand in hand. 
the beautiful thing I love about our services is because on the basketball court or at the, at the golf range or on the wrestling mat, it's really about the technique and the competition. You know, everything else kind of goes out the window. It allows them to use parts of their body that they normally wouldn't through muscle memory, especially through the sport of wrestling and through the sport of golf. Um, because these are muscle movements and body languages that a lot of these children have never done before, uh, at least the, the population that we, we currently serve. Outside of body mechanics, outside of critical thinking, uh, and, and outside of uh, alignment with the, the sport and the physical activity that they're doing, uh, we help to marry that with character development. And just like with any team, uh, I think we, we hit on it earlier, it's important to, to know why setting goals, right? Uh, it's important to approach things from a sense of conflict resolution because we're not always going to agree. You know, so how do we process those things? You know, in, in teams, sometimes there is a sense of stress. So, so how do we manage those things and how can, we, how can we incorporate this sport with the character of how we live life, how we treat others, and ultimately how we come together to win in this thing that we call team? And we actually had a, a conversation this morning around it's easy to talk about what to do when things are going well. It's harder to talk about how do you kind of get back on track as a team when you notice you're a little bit off course or you need to adjust. So I, know, I don't want to steal too much of your time because I know you've got a you've, you've got a busy day, but um, maybe you could tell our listeners a little bit about how if somebody wants to learn more about your organization, how they would do that and, you know, kind of how they could follow you and your journey and, and learn more about your team. So we're currently um, signing up registration for our virtual learning that would include uh, social emotional learning and individual 40-minute session with uh, youth from the ages of 8 to 18 once a week. Um, and that's done Monday through Friday from 5 to 8. But if you'd like to learn more about that and even have an opportunity to do a consultation with myself so we can learn more about the needs of the family, uh, really individualize our service plan to make sure that we meet the needs of um, the young person that may want to be involved in our mentoring services. Uh, and you can do that uh, either by calling me, myself, on our business line at 919 714 9905. You can always shoot me an email. Uh, it's at young, M as in Mary, the number four, C as in Christ, at gmail.com. That's young, M4C at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website. It's uh, www.ym, the number four, C.org. Uh, www.ym4c.org. And we'll put, we'll put the, the email and the, and the website in our show notes so listeners can, can do that. How, how long does it typically, like how long does a, a youth member kind of stay um, engaged in the organization? Do you see that that varies? Is it sometimes a short amount of time and other times longer? I know you've said you've been an organization for a few years now. Do you, do you notice peop, you know, the, the kids kind of staying with you over time? Absolutely. Great question. I am excited to say, Tracy, that the services, the culture of our organization, uh, the way that we're able to incorporate fun learning activities, practical teachings has offered us an opportunity to retain very well. Uh, when we started back in June of 2017, uh, we have what we call our Fab Five young men that started back in, in uh, the eighth grade and now they're in 11th grade uh, and will actually be one of the first cohorts to graduate. Uh, we do serve from the age of eight to 18. However, uh, I'm, I'm excited to say that middle school has been a great population for us. So uh, we always say the younger, the better. Allow us to pour those seeds in them now uh, so that way they can germinate from our experience in serving not just in the community, but on the judicial uh, level as far as uh, for juvenile justice, for a diversion program, uh, for those that have 
already made an unfavorable decision and, and just need a second chance. Because let's be honest, Tracy, there are no throwaway children. Uh, so being recognized as a diversion program, also on the proactive side as a mentoring program, when it comes to dosage versus duration, we always say, man, we need at least one year with a child. You got to understand the thickest layer, Tracy, is trust. We have to get through that first layer of that onion, and then we peel the layer of the onion one day at a time, one conversation at a time. Um, before you know it, you know some of the same things that we were going over in that relationship that we were building is, is starting to come to fruition. We see that in their grades, their behavior, their relationship with their parents and their loved ones, uh, and even the way the way that they approach new things with that newfound confidence and that self assurance, and saying that you know what. I don't know what I don't know, but I am willing to try because nothing beats a failure but a try, but understand failure is a part of progression. So keep progressing. Uh, and as long as we can continue to go in the way that we're going now, continuing to develop on our virtual program, continuing to use sports as an opportunity to promote positive peer association, fight childhood obesity, uh, as well as use for character development, I truly believe that the best is yet to come. Troy, I could I could literally talk to you all day just because I think all of the things that you're saying in terms of your your program are just so valuable in terms of translating into teams on the broader level. And uh, I think your your conversation around having that longer term relationship and setting up a team for success in the long term is it's always a journey, right? It's we always we always talk about that too. It's not a point in time. If you're going to be building a team, it doesn't. It's not just one team building event, but it's a journey of building that team. It's a journey of building that trust, that feedback, that communication. Sounds like you and your team are doing so much of that with uh, with your local community here in RDU. Um, so I'm I'm excited to kind of stay in touch and and hear more about how the organization continues to build. But yeah, I, I can't thank you enough for uh, for joining us today and sharing your story and. And we, we might just uh, we might just beg you to come back on and, and give us an update, uh, you know, as you, as you guys progress and as you continue to grow. <laughs> it was certainly a pleasure, Tracy. You know, I, I don't know how we can incorporate teams in it, but, you know, another part of another layer of my onion, if you may, I think we talked about is my weight loss story. So I used to weigh over 475 pounds. So I don't know how that would incorporate maybe stickativity uh, <laughs> or discipline, but uh, nonetheless, it was definitely a pleasure. Always a pleasure, and, and we will we will definitely find a reason to have you back on and uh, keep the conversation going because uh, it's it's been a pleasure and uh, it's just so nice to hear about uh, you know about your program and about the positive effect you're having and, and all the skills you're building with uh, you know the youth of today so that they can continue to leverage those as as they grow into adults and uh, no matter what they do right so really exciting to hear about and uh, I look forward to staying in touch. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, Troy. You've been listening to Building Teams with Teams & Co. To learn more about the latest thinking on how to empower your team, to deliver exceptional results, or to book a consultation, please visit us at teamsandco.com or follow us at LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook.